I love when I read the scriptures and I see Jesus treating the downcast, uh, the hurting, the wounded, uh, the outcasts with kindness in the scriptures. And I think one of my favorite passages is the woman at the well. She was, uh, she was not living a healthy lifestyle. She was longing for something. She met him and he offered her life and he was not judging. He was kind and caring. And in the same way, uh, we need to offer uh, safety and security and unconditional love and life to our daughters. They're longing for that. Uh, as parents, it's a priceless gift. I'm John Fuller, along with our Vice President of Parenting here at the Ministry, Dr. Danny Huerta. And let's go ahead and hear from Dr. Meg Meeker. She's a speaker, author, and a podcaster. Her podcast is called Parenting Great Kids. Uh, here now, Dr. Meeker and Jim Daly discuss what it looks like for your daughter to have a thriving relationship with Jesus. Let's move uh, toward how Christ views all this. In your practice, you've seen evidence that belief in Jesus uh, actually changes a girl's entire outlook on life. I would embrace that. It changed my life. In practical terms, how does her faith make that difference, though? What have you seen in your practice with these teen girls particularly? Oh, well, I think they're so grateful to have depth. Nothing in our culture teaches them to live deeply, okay? It's the sex huh. and the thinness thing. So on a, on a very basic level, and some parents don't teach their kids how to live deeply. They are all into sports and making sure their daughters look good, making sure they're great. So... Having a relationship with Christ is something deeper than they know. It's the so core core. It's the core core. So it opens up a whole new world for them. And then for them to see, gee whiz, this is a person that came to me because he loves me and gives me deeper value than I've ever known before. And it allows me to experience a love I've not known before, particularly if a girl's grown up in a tough situation, been abused or so forth. So it, younger girls, teen girls are so much more open to Christ than adults are, in my experience. Yeah. Now, people say during the teen years, they walk away. In my experience, maybe it's just my patient population, I've seen a lot of girls very open to Christ because they're so desperate to feel good about themselves, good about life, and to understand there's more than the way they look, the way their friends are acting, the grades they get, and how well they sing. And a lot of parents, unfortunately, even Christian parents, are, we're feeding into that because that's what our peers are doing. Well, it's giving them meaning. In fact, in the book, you mentioned faith helps the girls with moral guidance, yep. understand they are part of the larger story, so they fit into a picture. That's good. It, reduces narcissism, yes, right? Yes, huge. Um, have a healthy sense of realism, delay the onset of sexual activity, be less rebellious, set boundaries and stay out of trouble, be more likely to get higher grades, be less likely to have uh, depressive symptoms. Mm -hmm. So parents are going, I'll sign up for that. Exactly. That's what I want for my teen yeah, girl. Exactly. And isn't it amazing that it starts in a relationship with Jesus Christ? It does. But yeah. there's no sprinkle dust. I mean, that's yeah. something that has to be from their heart. Yeah. They have to say yes to Jesus. Exactly. And uh, you as a parent have to provide the groundwork for right. that to be done, which means you need to live it well, honestly, yeah. openly, correct? And Exactly. And you need to teach why Christ wants these things for you. 
and in a positive way, not in a shaming way. Huh. Um, well, that's really important. Explain very, that because a lot of kids who have grown up been taught abstinence, um, and they wait until they're married, or or say they you know, are sexually active with a fiancé or boyfriend right before they're married, and they feel shamed. I said, well, then you weren't taught abstinence correctly because we're supposed to teach that's so beautiful that it's worth waiting for and that Christianity and the lives we live and the restrictions we place on ourselves are for good. They're to make us feel better and be better. Um, You know, living a certain way, you know, not swearing, not lying to people, um, not cheating on things. Um, That's a lifestyle that we believe Christ set forth through his life, that when we begin to mimic that, we grow closer to him. But all of these wonderful things come forth from it, staying in school, getting better grades. So you wouldn't ever say, I want to have a relationship with Christ because I want better grades. Right. They wouldn't buy it. Right. Or, you know, I, I'm less likely to be depressed. You'd say, well, just give me a pill. You know, we say, no, 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 no. It's a relationship you come into that out of this comes a, a way that you want to live because it's so beautiful. Right, which is the calling yeah. God places on us, right? Yes. That's the thing. And Paul writes about that so beautifully. It's not out of the law that exactly. we behave that way. It's out of our love for it's God. Love. And then the the rebound is the fact that blessings flow. You know, you're protected from these things that we've been talking about, whether it's STDs or other things. Denny, I loved it when uh, Jim and Dr. Meeker were discussing how we should encourage our kids that following God is worth it. I mean, I've committed my life to him. It's worth it. Um, there are scriptures that illustrate that. Um, what comes to mind in terms of why it's worth it to follow Jesus? Yeah, John seven thirty eight is is probably my favorite for that. It, this is one time when Jesus stood up and cried out. So you oh. know it's important. I mean, he stood up and cried out, and he says, "Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water." And so. In order for us to be life-giving, we need to be connected with Jesus. That relationship is so key if we want to bring life wherever we go and also experience life. I love connecting that to the abide in me, right, where he says in John 15, abide in me and I in you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm. And so just the thought of that and talking to my kids, they've heard this one over and over again. When we go by rivers, I'll say, man— Look at that river. Where's the water coming from? We don't even know, but it just keeps coming and coming and coming. When we believe in Jesus, as the scriptures have said, that's how we can be to the people around us. We don't need their love and affirmation. We can freely give and bring life, and that's where we find our identity. Mm, That's really uh, very powerful. And I think it'd be important just to punch home the idea that Yes, we want to bring scriptures to bear, but even more, we want hearts that show that we love following God. It's not just the content of the scripture. It's our own walk of that that probably activates a curiosity in our kids and um, a desire to follow in our footsteps. Yes. Yes, and being loving. It's not about being perfect. We're living around this rule set. It's I love Jesus, so I do this, and I'm glad he's given me commandments. I, I love following this and that because of a love. It's not because I have to do this in order to gain affirmation or love. Mm-hmm. And that, when people see us loving in a genuine way, they'll be able to see that, and they'll want more. Got it. 
Well, our ministry is here to help uh, provide the resources you need to be the parent God is calling you to be. I mean, we do that through this podcast. We have a very rich website full of great parenting insights and encouragement. And we've got Dr. Meg Meeker's book, Raising a Strong Daughter in a Toxic Culture. If you can make a donation to the ministry of any amount to help us continue producing podcasts like this and making other great resources available, we'll say thank you by sending the book, Raising a Strong Daughter in a Toxic Culture. Make a monthly pledge or one-time gift of any amount, and you'll find how to do that in the show notes. And the entirety of our discussion with Dr. Meeker is available as a free download uh, on our website. We'll have a link in the episode notes for that. It's an hour-long conversation and covers what you heard today and a whole lot more. Next time, Dr. Kevin Lehman addresses misbehavior in your child's life. And if you want to know how to deal with that, tune in. On behalf of Danny and the entire team here, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Did you know nearly 60% of American adults don't have a will in place? That's a big number. And not having a will can leave a heavy burden for family left behind. If you need a will but don't know where to begin, let Focus on the Family help. Download our resource, 15 Questions to Ask When Preparing a Will. It's our gift to you at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash PrepareMyWill. That's FocusOnTheFamily.com slash PrepareMyWill.